folks, welcome to episode three of In Her Nature. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Caroline, and you're listening to the podcast and community where you can learn from others' experiences to make your next adventure more approachable. I think new experiences make us better people, so come along for the ride and learn something new today. Our episode today is building a healthy relationship with running. Super passionate about this topic. I've been a runner for quite some time, ebbed and flowed throughout the sport. I think running is a very accessible sport. Obviously, there are different barriers for different people. But that being said, um, we talk about it a little bit in the episode today with my friend Liz. But yeah, running is a very accessible sport. And today we kind of talk more about the mental side of it and how runners and people who like to run and people who run sometimes have a predisposed ability to kind of make an unhealthy relationship with the sport. By no means is this everyone's story, but I do think it's my personal story and Liz and I have a lot in common. We've talked about that. We do go into some like tangible takeaways, like how to pick out running shoes, how to kind of like build consistency. So if you're a never ever runner or you're interested or you're intimidated or you name the adjective, I think this episode is for you. I'm super hyped on it. I wanted to get it out there in our starter three pack before we moved on to some kind of different levels of running. So like we have an intro to trail running episode coming out soon. So I know trail season is definitely firing here shortly. So I wanted to get this episode out before just to kind of lay the foundation. I've said this on the last two episodes, but again, a lot of these episodes will be a little bit foundational in the beginning. That's just because we want to have something to refer back to later on and By no means is it going to be all foundational episodes. It just so happens that our first three in the three-pack that came out are kind of like this. Episodes will be bi-weekly. I did say in the last episode, but I am a dental student halfway through my program. That is definitely my nine-to-five, and this is my passion project. So I would appreciate any grace that may come up with this. But yeah, I'm really glad you're here. I'm really glad you're listening. Thanks to Riley Johnson for doing all our design work. Thanks to Tommy for composing the music that you hear today. Um, both of them you can find on social media. Riley, you can find at R- at rej.design. And Tommy is in a band called the Porch Flowers. Go ahead and give them a follow. Um, the last thing I'll say before introducing Liz, um, if any of these episodes struck a chord with you or might help someone else in your personal community, go ahead and, you know, send this over to them. Give it, give it a little, hey, how are you? Check out this episode that made me think of you text. It would really help support us. I think word of mouth is a really authentic way to share this podcast. And we're just doing this out of the goodness of our heart. So help a girl out. I really appreciate it. Go ahead and follow us on socials if you haven't already. And yeah, so I'll go ahead and introduce Liz. I met Liz my freshman year at undergrad at University of Wisconsin-Madison. We met in the Outdoors Club. I don't know if I've really said much about this, but it will come up in some episodes at Wisconsin, they have one of the larger outdoor programs. It's called Hoofers. Shout out Hoofers. Um, I had a couple of leadership positions within the club, but it's structured in a way where there are six clubs within the greater hierarchy or greater nonprofit. It's really cool. Um, it has over a million dollar budget supported by the union at Wisconsin. So there's so many great resources. Honestly, it changed my life and the trajectory of my life. So I cannot say enough good things about Hoofers. That being said, there are six clubs, so skiing and snowboarding, scuba, horseback riding, um, ski and snowboard, mountaineering, and outing. I was a part of most of those, um, but Liz and I met on a ski and snowboard trip to Jackson Hole. Didn't know many people. There weren't too many girls on that trip, so Liz and I um, met through a good friend named Elizabeth Benson, who's on a later episode. But yeah, we just kind of clicked, had a lot in common, didn't even realize we were both runners, and yeah, long story short, we're here today. So Liz has some D1 running experience. She grew up running, was a multi-sport athlete kind of up until middle of high school. Then she transitioned into being just basically a runner. Um, She ran for a year at South Dakota State University, which is a D1 program, and then transferred to Madison for academic reasons and ended up walking onto the team, which is a huge accomplishment. If you're not aware or not familiar, UW-Madison has a really historic distance program and has um, done very well in the past. So she walked onto a really impressive team with um, teammates that are now Olympians. So pretty cool. Um, Liz has a lot of great things to say about the sport and they're not all crazy high level. There's some really simple things too in there. So I think this is a episode for anyone who's looking to get into running. Liz, what do you think 
from transitioning from South Dakota to Wisconsin, like what was that transition like and how do you kind of reflect back on it? It was one of the most interesting things I've probably ever done. So I had no intentions of running for Wisconsin actually when I had transferred. Um, I never got released from my NOI. So I had to go back and call my coach at South Dakota and say, hey, like, um, you know, I'd like to take an opportunity if it were to present itself. And, you know, I don't know what that looks like if you'd be willing to like release me, blah, blah. And then he obviously like such a nice guy. He's like, yeah, of course. Um, and I'll actually call the coach and like put in a good word, whatever. Um, so then the spring, it's the spring semester had concluded and I had stayed an extra week because I was talking to the coach. And so she was like, Hey, why don't you come to one of the practices? It was only the girls who were like going to regional. So now I'm like, practicing oh. and I'm like, I'm going to be on the bottom of the tone. I haven't ran in like four months. Yeah. So super Liz, I remember this. I remember this. Okay. So just no, I'm sorry yeah. to keep interrupting you, but as no, a little good. side okay. note, the way Liz and I met is so at Wisconsin, there's a big outdoors club called Hoofers. They have a bunch of different clubs within the big organization, but we were on the ski and snowboard club and we went on a spring break trip to Jackson Hole, did not know each other. I went with a group of completely different people, but there weren't that many women on the trip, I'd say. Like overall, there weren't a whole lot of women. So I met one of Liz's friends who we'll talk to later on the podcast, but we just became really fast friends because like the energy was very similar. Like we're very much, <laughs> and, and it's weird because we have very similar backgrounds, like, like academically a little bit, like we're both interested in healthcare stuff. And then also like physically we have really similar like sports backgrounds. So it made sense that we kind of became really fast friends, but then Liz wasn't thinking about like you were in the process of walking, I think in maybe a little bit before that, I don't totally remember, but I also was in the process of maybe walking on. So it was just like a really weird coincidence how all this happened. Yeah. So, so weird. So, so, so weird. Um, but yeah. So anyway, so I stayed a week after, um, finals had finished up and the coach was like, Hey, if you could just come by, you'll go for a run with the girls. We'll do some yoga, just hang out. I'll show you around the facilities. Like, let's just, you know, kind of see how you vibe with the girls. I'll talk to them and see if it's, you know, whatever, maybe an option. So I show up to Camp Randall. And so that's where the locker rooms are. They're in Camp Randall, um, which who knows that? So I show up and I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, you know, like most students don't know that. I'm like, I have no idea where I'm going. I'm so nervous. I'm like, I, you know, my times are like, okay, but they're not that great. Like I'm nothing special. And so I go into her office, we're talking, she's just kind of getting the background. And then I go for a run with the girls and I'm like, these are like, and I don't, I don't want to name drop, but like they are Olympians now. So I am. No, go ahead, please. I I think it's actually important because they are also like a small world too. Like I, yeah, please tell them who was on the team at the time. I mean, it's crazy. So so the girls I I ran with, it was um, Amy Davis, Alicia Munson, um, Shaylin Sorensen, uh, Michelle Lee. So all these, all these girls are like pretty much running pro and doing very well. And so, but, but at this point, you know, we're young, I'm a sophomore just going yep. into my junior year. So they're, you know, whatever. Uh, so I show up and I'm going for a run with them and I thank God it was only four miles. I mean, I don't do that much, you know, distance. So <laughs> I, it was, <laughs> like, imagine if it was like a 10 mile run, they would have dropped me. And, yeah. um, go for the run, do yoga. And then everyone kind of goes to the locker room and I'm just talking with the coach and she's walking me down the hallway and she's like, Oh, so what do you think? Is this something you'd be interested in? And I'm like, is this how this goes? Like, is it an option? I'm like, if it's an option, 100%, like, I will, you know, proudly wear a W across my chest. Like, just, you know, the, one of the most casual walk-on experiences probably ever. I don't, I don't know. That's if so is. cool. Yeah. But, yeah, it, and it's funny. It is, I feel like just time and time again, that's how my life pans out. It is the weirdest thing where everything is just so oddly falls into place. But, um, yeah, so that's. That's how Wisconsin got rolling. I don't know. That's so cool. Okay. So now let's, let's break down a little bit now. Like, okay. So you've had a long history with running in organized way. So you ran in high school. Um, you ran in two collegiate programs. You've been running for a long time. Can you just break down like overall really high level, what kind of a week of training would look like in those organized scenarios? I know it totally varies. Like Wisconsin to high school is like not even it's night and day, but like just the core kind of pillars of training in a week, I guess. Yeah. Um, let me retrace my memory a little bit. It's been so long. Um, so, 
One thing that is consistent between, I'm sure, every program is Sundays are long run days. Um, I was always on the shorter end of the, the stick with that, but I was doing about 13 miles every Sunday. And then Mondays are a little bit more of like a, I can't even remember what we called, like a moderate run. And that would just be um, kind of like filler mileage. So I guess it would probably be easier to do it this way or like set in stone days. So Sunday is your long run day and you're doing anywhere from probably 12 to 17 miles on the women's side. Tuesdays and Fridays are workout days if you're not traveling, obviously, for a meet. So, and workout days obviously vary depending on where you are in your training cycle. And right. that would, those in college, those would be pretty long days. I mean, we're talking a 10 to 14 miles again. So now that's like the base of your weekly mileage. And then Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. So that's kind of confusing, maybe. I don't know. But those are the days that, you're just kind of doing whatever mileage you need to do to hit whatever your weekly goal is. A lot of people right. could take Saturday off and then we do yoga on Saturday. Um, so that's kind of what it looks like. If you were a little more injury prone, you would pick up like aqua cross training, something that to be a little lighter on the body and right. um, kind of reduce that strain. But that really varied kind of where you were at in your training. But that that's really the basis of it. Totally. So I think like pairing that down. So we're looking at these programs, like Wisconsin has such a rich history, like of, especially on the women's side and on the men's side, but like a really rich history and doing pretty well at a national level. So obviously their yeah. program works. Um, and I think getting into the intricacies of collegiate running is for a different time, but I think it's still very yeah, interesting. I yeah. Well, um, so I couldn't even go that deep because I don't understand any of it. I just did it. Yeah. Right. Like the nuance <laughs> of it is like for yeah. a coach, <laughs> you know, so, so, don't ask me. I was just doing it. No, no, just... no, 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 no. So, um, but I think the framework of the week is really helpful. So if you're looking to get into running, I think like it can be a really intimidating sport because I mean, it can exponentially increase and make impacts on your lifestyle and your changes. And that can seem really intimidating, but like at its very core, like running can be very accessible and a really good way to like stay active and keep an active lifestyle between sports. So like you are also a really big snowboarder and like just a really active person. And so I think for an average person or someone who's recreationally looking to get into running, we can break through some of these like big pillars. So like you said, the long run is an important part. If you're looking to like up your mileage or kind of like remain consistency, a long run is like they say around 20 to 30% of your weekly miles. Um, I tend to swing more on like the 50% of my weekly miles because I'm way open on weekends versus my weekdays are crazy. So I think that's an important thing. And setting goals for the week is really helpful, right? Like you guys would set a goal, like you were running crazy miles and yeah. that is a whole different combo. But like, say in college, you're probably running what, like 70, 80 miles a week. Yeah. I mean, I was on the lowest end, like with my 60. But um, yeah. yeah, girls are doing 70 to 100. Right. But like I know for training for ultras, I do not run a ton of miles during the week because I'm very injury prone. So I probably only run like 30 to 40 miles a week and I'm racing 50 miles. So like, yeah, we'll see how sure. that works. And yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to cut you off, but I'm going to. No, please, please. <laughs> but um, well, just one thing that you're bringing up and I don't want to take to get too far gone because this is one of my favorite things about this sport, but you're bringing up the accessibility and that's why I've yes. been so drawn to it. Like, I love when I'm, cause I like to travel. I like to be all over. And so one thing I like is all you need is a pair of shoes, like a decent totally. pair of shoes and you can go do it and you get to be outside and be in nature. And it is so freeing. I don't focus too heavily on the numbers anymore or the goals, but right. I like to just get out and do it and go and, and whatever feels good to me on that day. That's what I do. But um, yeah, the accessibility of the sport has got to be one of the most attractive things of it. I yeah. Think. Um, and financially, it's so huge. Like you really can get, you can see such oh, a yeah. huge increase in your lifestyle with basically for free. I mean, I think the flip side of it is mentally, it is very intense. It can be, it doesn't have to mm -hmm. be. And I think we'll, we will get into this, but let's talk about shoes. I feel like that's a really easy thing. New runner, yeah. where do you send them to get shoes? What, what's your advice on that? Um, my, I would go somewhere. So, um, and I actually have very flat feet. So I run in orthotics, which is I think a little uncommon, but um, if you're from Wisconsin, I love, what is it? Performance running outfitters. They will, yep. you know, look at your gait and kind of look at your feet and they will size you for shoes to fit you for what they see is, is best. And they'll give you options and they'll let you like trial them in one of their treadmills and you can kind of go from there. I really 
like that side. And at least if you can get fitted for a pair and like it, and I do believe that they have like a decent return policy if you can try it. Yeah, they do. And you can return it if it doesn't kind of pan out. But um, I like that. And if you can at least get fitted for one pair, you can, you know, go purchase on like a warehouse or like a cheaper website once you know what works for you. Totally. Um, I would, yeah, definitely go get fitted first just because the shoe you run in can make such a difference of like literally all your body mechanics. Totally. So yeah, I love that. And while you're there, I think like I'm a huge proponent of supporting like those local shops. I think they add so much to communities. They have really good intro to racing series. So if you're maybe wanting to do a 5k or something, they have really good, like they always have flyers up somewhere and you can kind of poke around and the people that are so knowledgeable. So like on nutrition, on socks, whatever, I think finding a local running store, they're all over the place is like so huge. Um, while you're there, pick up a good pair of socks too. That's the only thing I was going to say. Yeah, I love socks. I'm actually a Costco sock user. Um, the Puma socks go. are my go-to. One of the more beautiful things of the sport is it is such a community. And if you can kind of put yourself out there, which can be uncomfortable at first, but so many people will just welcome you with open arms and meet you where totally. you're at. And like, just be so supportive in, in who you are, especially now that we're older. I want to tap in real quick on injury prevention. I think this is a really mm-hmm. like cloudy area for new runners, but like we said, a good pair of shoes can help or hurt. It kind of depends on what you get fitted in. So it can be really helpful in preventing, or it can be kind of a bummer if you get the wrong pair. So that's why it's important to get fitted. Liz, do you want to just run us through like how you see injury prevention and how you kind of like mitigate that risk with running, I guess? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I don't run enough anymore, probably to get hurt by it. Hopefully. Be careful though. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I do like to just throw myself right back in and think I can pick up where I left off. But, um, yeah, one thing I think is like in college, you know, obviously when you're running with so much pressure, you're like afraid to speak up when you're hurt. But one thing that I've learned when I've had like super supportive coaches, if you can get on it, like right away, you will end up like bouncing back so much quicker. And that means like any little nudge on a run, if it is like consistently coming up, like within minutes or like whatever, if it is bothering you several times on a run, like a, maybe just like pull the plug and stop for that day. Like you don't need to push through it. Um, especially if it's like a pain or something that you haven't had yet, I would just like, Hey, this is new. Let's like, just dial it back a notch. Um, And then from there, I mean, if you do have like something flare up on one day, maybe the next day, just take it off or cross train, go for a walk, do something lighter that still allows you to move. Cause I obviously have pro movement and exercise, but we don't need to like hammer all the time. Um, so I guess that would be like, you know, more of a direct kind of action. But I also think there's like a ton of preventative stuff that you can do in terms of like lifting and resistance training to kind mm-hmm. of fine tune all those little nitpicky areas. Um, I, those are just like little exercises, honestly, like donkey kicks, body weight squats, little things like that. Um, right. That can kind of help, but yeah, like you were saying, a shoe can really make or break it. Um, I mean, that's so much more like anatomy that I think we, yeah, no, and we don't need to get, to get like into to the weeds yeah. <laughs> Okay. You're saying like little niggles and things that will pop up. If something is like one sided, so like one foot hurts more than the other, that is like a blaring alarm yes. that like your body's <laughs> off wet. Cool. So yeah. we've talked about, um, breaking down miles. We talked a little bit about the long run. I think when you're just getting into running, like the consistency, like you said, is so huge. So like what are your recommendations for really intro consistency do is it a couple times a week is it um, what do you recommend I guess yeah I I, consistency and I hate to like throw that word down everyone's throat because like that's all you ever hear I think with exercise but especially with running it and I remember in college I used to tell us if you take two weeks off you lose 50 percent of your whole base and I'm like well that's interesting because I've just ran like for a year of my life and now I'm taking two weeks off and I'm bouncing you know I don't know seriously (laughs) that's alarming Maybe fact check me on that, but that's a, you know, that could be some psychological trick these coaches were trying to tell us. No, I think if you're, if you're just trying to start and so much of this goes back to, you know, like your history with just athletics, because it's, it can be easy for me to say like, let's just start with 10 miles a week or whatever, but to someone that might be like so crazy. Um, totally. Yeah. So it really does depend where you're at. If you are like brand new beginner runner and you've never ran before, honestly, let's just like try to get to a mile straight and what does that look like like 
can we, you know, maybe we, maybe it takes us a week to get to a mile share. Maybe it takes us two or three weeks. I have absolutely no idea where you're at, but like, let's just break it down. And if you need to do two minutes of running on and then walk for a minute or two and then do it again. And like, until you get to a mile, um, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like, but I think starting just really low, like don't even get caught up in the mileage or the numbers and let's just see how totally. consistent we can be. So it could be like, Hey, this week, I just want to run three days a week. You know, I don't know. Totally. Maybe four. I love that. And I also think like the walk run combo is so huge. Like if you need to do one minute on one minute off and that's what you got, like, that's what you got. And so I think the one thing I want to tap in here, tap into right now is talking about those metrics so running is a very metric oriented sport it's really easy to wear a wearable like a Garmin or Koros or you name the fitness tracker and then you get a ton of data back um what do you where are you at now with that and like what do you what can you talk us through like what your thought is on the Garmin or what your thought is on the wearable watch yeah um so I do love Garmin I will never not support them don't really wear a watch much anymore just because I am a little too fixated on the numbers. And that's obviously like a whole other topic of like developing a healthy relationship with the sport, which can be difficult to do. And so for me right now, running looks a lot like um, I'm just lacing up my shoes, hopefully dressing appropriately. I don't even know anymore what's comfortable and what's not because I don't know how long <laughs> I'm going to make it before I walk. Um, but yeah, so I just lace up the shoes and, and go for a run and basically just go until I don't really feel like it. And then I'll walk and maybe I'll run again. Maybe I won't, but I, uh, and it's tough now I'm back at home where I grew up. So I know a lot of the routes and the the distances of them, but I am really trying to steer away from that and just go with what feels good for me on that day. And if I reach a number that I would want, then that's great. And if I don't, then that's also great. Like I am so worthy where I'm at. And so it doesn't really matter about the numbers, but I think it is, a really good gauge if you are trying to if you are training for something or you're trying to achieve some sort of goal the numbers are great the data is great but at the end of the day you're a human so let's just keep this in perspective and have a healthy relationship and not get so caught up with the data so I love Garmin but it is it going to give you data yeah and a lot of it and that can be really helpful and beneficial but it also can like be a dangerous numbers game so that's kind of where I'm at right now but I love that. And I think, yeah, I mean, and I do want to get into this developing a healthy relationship with the sport. You and I have both had a history. I mean, we've been running for a long time as we've talked about, and like that comes with some like mental stuff that running really impacts you with. And so I think developing a healthy relationship is like, that is truly the key to consistency. You can run X miles a week, but like, it's mental. You got to love running. You got to do it for the joy, especially as an adult. Like we're past the age of like signing contracts and running yeah. one and all this expectation. And like, I think now is the time to really like think back and be like, why am I doing this? And like, what is the expectation I put on myself? We talked a lot about that before recorded. I'm like kicking myself because it was so <laughs> good, but let's talk about that expectation. So we were talking about like, as women, especially when you are good at something, you get this lens put on you like, Oh, you're good at running. You're a really strong athlete. You're strong under pressure. Like you're an intense person, but you get the job done. Can you talk through us? Like what your experience, like as a female athlete, but just as an athlete in general, like what you kind of have worked through with making running like a more healthy relationship, I guess it's a loaded question, but like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I just, I cannot get over the timing of this whole thing because like literally not until this fall, like had I let go of this like massive ego that I would argue was placed on me because I was like very good at sports and always kind of excelled. How have you worked on developing a healthy relationship with running? You've been running for a long time. How has that changed and how are you working on it now? Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So back to this like ego thing, I feel like you know, growing up in high school and and in college, there was just such an expectation of like, Liz is going to do this. She's going to like, this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to go, blah, 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 blah. And, and like, I don't want to sound ungrateful. Like what an honor to like be just like, you know, kind of given, you know, such high expectations. It really is like extremely flattering. Um, And like, Oh, it's so crazy. Like, I just don't, it's so hard for me because I feel like at 16 years old, 
like I wish I wouldn't have had that much pressure and expectation like if I could go back and hug little Liz and just be like hey if you lose this race like it's okay your life goes on like it is okay (laughs) um I I totally agree yeah yeah and and not only and I don't want to like because everyone around me was they were so supportive and really just wanted what was best for me and and at the end of the day I'm so annoyingly competitive maybe not so much anymore but it used to be and so it was like okay everyone wants me to do this I'm gonna do it and like you know I, I wasn't even thinking that much about it I'm just like this is what it is I'm gonna do it I don't even know if I enjoy it, but I'm doing it and it's going fine. Right. Um, yeah. And so for a really long time, I feel like I was just really kind of doing it because it was expected of me and it was going well. So I didn't really have any complaints, but then I think you get to college and it's like, and, and college is almost like a breath of fresh air. Cause you have less people following you. Nobody you're in this like massive world where people aren't really following you as a runner anymore. It's not such right. like a small community thing. And I think I kind of liked that. Cause it was like, nobody really cares if I'm PRing every week or, right. or whatever. Totally. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I think just in general, like, but then with college comes so much like unhealthy dynamic. I mean, and I don't know if we really want to get it. I mean, I don't know. Like Running is not, and it, me and a lot of my teammates now say this, like if we had daughters, we don't really know if we'd want them to run. And that's kind of a sad truth to it. But I just think as like a young female, it is extremely difficult to be in an environment that is so revolved around like your body image and your body weight and what you're eating and how much mileage you can do. And so totally. I think, yeah, for a long time, and especially in college when you're like, you want to make the team and you want to travel and you want to do this, like you are training so hard and you are restricting so much and sacrificing so many things that you want to do in your personal life that I almost feel like your body can like reject the mileage because your intention is so impure, which is really interesting and almost a little more of like a spiritual side of things. But I just think, and so now I've like taken a step back because it's like, you know, I have to ask myself, is this serving me? Why am I doing it? Why do I want to do it? Am I doing it because everyone else thinks I'm going to do it because it's what I've done my whole life and this is what's expected of me? Or like, is it serving my soul a little bit? Is it like firing me up? Is it like, where am I coming totally. from? And like, can I do it? And like, still, you know, like you have a healthy relationship with food. Can I do it and still have like a healthy relationship with myself? And so a lot of that is like, and, and this is a big reason why I like just kind of got rid of the watch right now. Like I just, and I would probably argue like every runner could be like a really good mathematician because we're obsessed with numbers and like stats and everything. But um, to kind of get to that level of just having such a holistic approach to the running, I think is really challenging and, and going to be arguably a lifelong challenge. Like I have a healthy relationship yes. with it now but when I want to train for a race or pick up my mileage, how can I maintain that? Yes, um, totally. And, and I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't Dude, know. I'm, I guess I, I love what you're saying. I think it's a hard thing to articulate because when you push yourself in this sense, and it could be any goal, it does not need to be the biggest goal in the whole world for you. And I, it, we have had success in running. So a lot of these goals are big, but I just think, um, I'm struggling with this a lot right now. Like I'm training for two big races this year. I don't know exactly why I did it. And I'm trying to figure that out every single day, but like, I do feel really drawn and like, I feel really like checked into these things. And there's a reason I feel this passion, but like why, and I think figuring out the why to why you run and like why you sign up. I don't know. Like, I'm not speaking very articulately about this, but I think just figuring yeah, no out way. why you do things is huge. Like, and I'm trying to figure that out right now. And I've been running for like 14 years or whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, because, because we just did it because we were good at it and we were told to do it. And then we just kept doing it. Right. But yeah, no, I think, and, and we were kind of talking about this earlier, like at the end of the day, running does bring me so much more joy. And we could go on and on about the science of like how it's good for you. If you can like, obviously have a healthy um, relationship with it and like, you know, not push yourself too far. But right. at the end of the day, like running makes me feel more connected to who I am as a person. Um, I do feel like more joyful. I love to carry over in my day-to-day life. And I think like it helps me just be more present. Like, you know, when you're totally. running, you're not really like thinking about the future, not thinking about the past. You're just like right there, right now. And it's like wherever you're at is is where you're at. And I totally. and it just yeah, I don't know. I, I do really love it, but it's like 
how can we maintain that, you know? Totally. And I think I, I just feel so passionately about this because it's okay to ebb and flow in your like journey as an athlete or your journey oh, yeah. as a recreationist yeah. or your journey as like a human, like it's okay to ebb and flow and you don't need to run X miles a week to call yourself a runner. Like you don't, there is no definition in my mind to who makes, who's a runner and who's not. Um, I have a, like a weird background too. So I came from a really like intense program in high school. I think it was very similar to a collegiate experience in some senses of the word. And I yeah. dealt with a lot of these things as like a young teenager. And I don't know the impact that that had on me long-term, but it took me a really long time to fall back in love with running. But it's something that like brings me beyond measurable amounts of joy. Like, and I think I'm a better person. I'm a better clinician. I'm a better partner when I'm running. Um, it just, yeah. And I don't know if there's a point to this, but I think I want to talk about like inflating your ego or is it a passion thing? Like, are you doing this to say I've done a half marathon or I've, I can handle this. Or are you doing this to be like, I'm really passionate about learning this new skill. I'm really passionate about pushing myself. So yeah, I don't know if there's like a point to any of this, but like the, yeah, I guess no, what I'm no. trying to say is like, is it ego? And we talked about this and you said this, is it ego or is it passion? And how do you decide between the two, you know? Yeah. And I think honestly, like it is, and yeah, we were kind of saying that like, it's so tough because it's constantly like just bringing like the subconscious forward. And that's a really exhausting thing to do, you know, but we are like, and everyone, everyone gets this ego that is like placed on them. And also one that, one that we like to inflate because at the end of the day, we do live in a society where people want to like feel superior in, in some ways, some ways, shapes and forms. But I think that like, at the end of the day, if you can be a little self-aware, you kind of know if it's like inflating your ego or not, or if you're like just humbly expressing where you are at um, in your intention. But then then it's a fine line of like, now am I not sharing things because I'm like not trying to like inflate the ego and like put that on someone else. So uh, yeah, I don't know that the ego is so interesting because geez, I, I mean, I don't know. How do you decipher that I mean it's such a personal journey honestly totally and I think go ahead what were you gonna say no you go I just think talking about it is big and talking about it with people that maybe have had similar feeling I don't even know I just think like if you can process it in any way you can and I process it a lot when I'm running and what I was gonna say is I think running I I'm a very visual person I'm a visual learner and so when I think of running like my life, it's like a sponge. Like my life fills the sponge up with random shit all the time, like random. And all of a sudden at the end of my week, it's so saturated. I can't take anything else. And running is like how I squeeze all that stuff out and like have more receptiveness. And I think you almost have to distance yourself from like trying to get X goal or trying to hit X mile, or you need to just let it go and have grace with yourself and know that like, it's going to be fine. And like, you might actually have a more fun time like achieving these goals if you just let yourself figure it out and like not hold these expectations yeah I, yeah I love that I feel like honestly if you can eliminate the expectation you maybe eliminate the ego I don't know I mean that's probably a little bit of a bold statement but I think too yeah at the end of the day what is the result that you're striving for and how does that serve you and I guess that would answer probably if you're inflating the ego or not right yeah totally I love this. I think running is like such an amazing sport. Like we said, it's super accessible. There's a lot of great run clubs. If you're like just running for the first time, it's okay. If like you're, it's okay. If you just get out there, it's better than nothing. That's the other thing I've been really trying to hammer with my own self is like something is better than nothing. There are days when you have nothing left in the tank and like walking a mile on the treadmill is what you have. And that's totally fine. And I think Liz, you're transitioning kind of like into that side of running. Like, yeah, I'm a little more of a walker these days, but <laughs> I like I'm trying to get better at walking I know that sounds dumb but in ultras you have to be like a really efficient walker so like hiker or whatever I remember we were in Montana and we were like yeah when we were in Montana I'm like who does this crazy stuff I would much rather like run 13 miles than like five miles up a mountain it was so hard I was like yeah you are but a pretty efficient you- walker though I remember just being like I'd rather just run yeah I love it okay dude so we've talked about some heavy stuff we've talked about some really great stuff is there anything else that you have on your on your brain that you like wanna like we've talked about ego accessibility like structuring your runs is there anything as like a first-time runner you would like what would you say to yourself like when you were first starting if you could say anything back to yourself what would you like kind of say now what a loaded question Um, I know and it doesn't have to be like anything poignant you know you can be like I would I'd run less (laughs) Yeah, no, I would, I would probably just 
say to have fun with it, like enjoy the moment. I think I was so caught up in fulfilling the expectations that I didn't really like take the time to really appreciate where I was at and what I was doing for myself. It always kind of felt like I was doing it for someone else. So I would just say be super gentle with yourself. Wherever you're at, meet yourself there and you know, go from there. And if it means, you know, taking it slow, but it like if it if it's the difference between like slowly building yourself up but you can have a healthy relationship with it versus like diving in and then being like extremely unhealthy like just give yourself like you said give yourself grace and just have so much fun be playful at the end of the day like life is not meant to be you know so complicated and just yeah, yeah. just whatever that means to you I mean I don't that's gonna mean something different to everyone probably totally but. having grace with yourself and being confident about it too. Like if people ask what you're doing this weekend, you say, yeah, I have like a five mile long run. Like it's okay to be a little bit nervous and still say that, like hype yourself yeah. up, you know? But, but also, <laughs> and not to be like, you know, whatever, play devil's advocate, but like, if you're not feeling up for the run that day, it's okay. Just don't do it. Like there are so many times where yes. and obviously, you know, I had like intense pressures on me, but like, there were so many runs. Where I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to do this. And it's so many sacrifices. Like if you don't feel like it, no big deal. Like try again totally. tomorrow, you know, obviously like, you know, we're going to preach consistency if you're really trying to get into it. So don't fall too far off. If it is something that you want to do and you feel good doing it, but like, if it is draining your battery more than it's going to energize you, then, Hey, let's try again tomorrow and see what happens. But um, yeah, trying to stay as playful as possible. And you know, I don't get, I don't get that fun with it, but I obviously don't run as much anymore. I like to invite other people in. I'm used to running with other people. So if I can like, and I don't want to say like kill two birds with one stone sort of thing, but it is nice to catch up with someone and also like get outside and get to exercise. So I like, totally. like that idea with it, but then there are like a lot of pressures along, you know, do they want to like pace push or what are they trying to get out of this? Yeah. I love the idea of running with people. I just did that on my long run over the weekend. I asked a friend, I was, I just told him I was really struggling with getting some of my longer stuff in for training for this ultra I'm doing in May. And he was just like, yeah, for sure. You tell me when and where and I'll be there. And like the run was so drastically different, but that is something I'm really struggling with is like finding joy while also working towards these goals that like really scare me and push me outside my comfort zone. I'm struggling a lot. I'm like having confidence in my training. I think because I'm pushing these distances a little bit, like I do find so much joy in like longer runs. I don't know why I've always been like that. I'm like, I could not find a event long enough for me in track and cross country um and that's why low-key thinking back on the whole collegiate thing I'm like really glad I dodged that bullet because it just is not the style of running I find the most joy in is like running quickly you know so I'm like definitely a distance girl but yeah I'm struggling to find the confidence I just actually officially like told a lot of my friends and family that I'm doing it and that was a weird thing to do because I don't know just to like announce a goal like that out loud that not a lot of people do is like difficult honestly because you got you get a lot of responses like why would you ever do that I couldn't even imagine driving 50 miles like I I can't yeah so I'm training it for a 50 mile race in May it's called the Ice Age 50 I got a student scholarship to do it so I have a free entry um shout out Jeff Malik the race director he's super yeah cool. but um <laughs> anyway yeah no I'm like a little bit freaked out but I think that's always the sign of like a good thing that's gonna push you so I don't know yeah. I think the worst thing that happens is like I go for a fast hike in the woods where I love with a bunch of cool people and I eat snacks. And if I don't run 50 miles, like I will learn something from that experience that will help me like in life. And that's why run is like, yeah, I love that. I love that perspective. Like just so graceful because that is absolutely terrifying when you express those goals to people. And now it is like, you have to do this or you're going to let us down. And then, and then, you know, you tell one person and now 50 people know, and then it's like, yes. Oh my gosh. Like I, and then it, and then it comes down to race day and you're like, okay, am I doing this for myself? Do I still want to yes. do this? Is it still serving me? Or am I doing it because now everyone knows and they're expecting me to do it. And yes. so it, it is such a fine line, such a fine line. but yeah. And it's hard because like, I'm training a lot differently than I trained last spring. So I, for context or whatever I ran my first ultra mm-hmm. it was a 50k same race course um this time around I'll be running more of the course but I've actually run the whole course like in bits and pieces okay, so so wait, like, so the first time you did a 50k and this is now 50 miler yeah so this what's first the, what's one, the mileage on a 50k 31 miles so okay um 
Yeah. And it was freaking hard. It was like 90 degrees and the whole spring was super cold. So I had like literally no heat training and I'm not a good hot weather runner, like at all. I'm like way better in the cold. Um, but mentally, like I'm feeling like a little pansy these days. So I'm like also not going to the cold <laughs> right now either. So anyway, yeah. So I ran the 50 K and that was a really cool experience. Like I pushed up, I had never run a marathon before. Like the longest run I ever did was 16 miles when I signed up for that ultra. And I just felt really called to it and like drawn to the opportunity. And I always think like, if I can see a window of time that opens for stuff like goals like this, I just take it. Cause I never know when I'm going to get a, a window of time like that again. Cause just like with school and life and whatever, but yeah, no, 50 miles is fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. and, but it's, it is so cool. Like, I, I don't know how to explain, you know, that desire to other people, but just like the idea of pushing your body to an extreme is like yeah. a little satisfying, a little terrifying. It just kind of puts you in, in, it puts you in like a state of flow. This is like how we can challenge ourselves to, you know, really get to that level of like, I'm pushing myself hard enough and I think I can hang here for a little bit play a lot of it if you're gonna <laughs> but like yeah I don't know that's crazy that's crazy so you're yeah okay so you're also training for this half iron yeah so, so are you primarily um, running right now or what is your well and doing? here's the tricky part and why I actually thank you for getting me back on my original point was like my training for this is a little bit weird and a little bit different than it was last spring so I've been getting back into the flow of being more consistent with running the past two or three years I've just like tried to get back into it taking some time off in undergrad. So now what I'm doing, I signed up for this half Ironman completely out of my wheelhouse. Like I would think my running skills would transfer a lot better, but honestly it doesn't. And that freaking terrified me. So I was like new challenge. I've never really done big long tries. Um, might as well send one, figure it out on the fly. And so <laughs> I joined a triathlon club at my local gym and I have to pay like a little bit for it. And the triathlon coach is one of the captains for this trail race that I'm running completely unrelated. So like the guy was oh, wearing yeah. ice, literally. And that's when you said things just kind of fall into place. Like that's how I feel with a lot of this stuff is like, like, there is honest to God, no such thing as coincidence. Like, no, I totally agree with you. So, so beautiful. The way it yeah, all so out. cool. So literally like I I'm, I'm off on a tangent, but long story short, I was at the gym at five in the morning on some random January morning working out before school. And this guy checking me, my card in was wearing an ice age 50 K trail shirt. I'm like, did you do the 50k like I'm Caroline what's your name he's like yeah my name's Sean like I'm one of the wraith captains like I help run the race and I'm like whoa that's so sick like are you running this year he's like yep I'm doing the 50k I've done it for like years he's done it for like 30 years and he basically was talking to me and I told him I'm like look um I'm doing this half Ironman I'm way more concerned about that than I am about the trail race I like I'm just gonna go out and have fun on the trail race but He's like, oh, you're doing half Ironman. I'm the triathlon coach at the WAC. Like I train, I run a class and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> how yeah, did you know well, that I need formal training for this? Like, <laughs> anyway, so he's like, yeah, you should totally join. So I'm at the, I'm at the gym working out. I ran four miles, just like rinky dink after school. And he comes yeah. up to me on the treadmill. And he's like, first day of class starts today, Caroline, are you in? I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I guess I'm in. Yeah, I gotta be. <laughs> so, I gotta be. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I shot. I desperately need the training and like the coaching. So yes, I'm in. So yeah, I signed up for this class and then we proceed to do like a swim and a bike. So I basically did like a sprint triathlon by accident on the first day of class. But um I don't know, I don't know what the point of this is, but the triathlon is way scarier to me than the trail race. And I think you have like your Ironman history, you kind of know this feeling too of just being like, what the hell did I get myself into? But it's exciting to see progress and like I'm working a lot on the swim. That's what terrifies me. So I don't know. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're moving and through so, it. Yeah. Well, one thing too that I noticed was like when I was training for it, I was always prioritizing running because it was comfortable and I knew that I liked it. And at the end of the day, I mean, a lot of that's going to transfer over when you're doing like, you know, all like right. aerobic fitness stuff. But um, yeah, I just remember being like, oh, my, if I just up my mileage, it'll suffice for the others. <laughs> It does not. I can tell you that. So to answer the original question, my training right now is like, it's primarily running for sure. But I was like, dude, I cannot get into bike and swim shape in three months. Like I just don't have the foundation that I do for running. So, yeah. um, I'm thinking about it in two blocks. The first block is my ultra block. The second block is like my bike swim somewhat run block. So I'll bring okay. down my running miles in the summer. Right now I'm like slowly bringing up my swim and my bike, but I'm really heavy on the run. 
Um, so yeah, I'm running like between 30 and 40 miles a week. So not a lot, which is scary a little bit, but I'm swimming twice a week and biking twice a week on top of it. And then taking one rest day from everything. Um, oh, you'll, you'll be fine. I don't know. We'll see. But I think I just want to be injury free. Like I want to get to the start yeah. or the finish line and the start line. And I just, <laughs> I don't want to be hurt. You know, like that's the biggest thing is not running through an injury. And I just want to, I want to be healthy. So I think the cross training is really helping hopefully. I love it. Okay. Let's get to some fun rapid fire questions. Cause I feel like we've just talked about heavy, heavy stuff. That's really important, but like, whoo, deep breath. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, and, and like for 30 minutes before we started the podcast, we were pretty deep. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> now we're, now we're going back to normal laws, not normal, but <laughs> playful laws. Okay. Liz favorite piece of gear right now, any sport favorite, like item or piece of gear that you're amped about. Carol. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe that. I haven't talked about this. I almost want to go get them. Okay. So I got a pair, you know, like on running. Yeah. Whatever. So a lot of my old teammates from Wisconsin are running for on athletics club, which is a professional team. It's like a Olympic brand. Um, so obviously I love to support them because I know that it's like has somewhat of an impact on the people that I got to train with. So, but they came out with a recyclable shoe. So it is made out of beans <laughs> and it's actually like a subscription base. So I pay $30. Wait, I saw this. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I get to talk to you about this. Cause I saw this on social media and I'm like, Oh my, okay. So subscription I'm based. So, I'm so, yeah. So it's a subscription based shoe. And I was a little apprehensive at first. Cause I was kind of like, you know, I'm not really running that much anymore. <laughs> and, and I just was kind of like, you know, you're signing up for like subscription stuff is a little scammy. Sometimes you got to watch your back it can be pyramid scheming. But I was like, this brand is like very reputable. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. I mean, we could go on and on about sustainability and the environment and how much we care about it. So I love that I get to kind of fulfill that passion of mine while also wow. like fulfill the running passion. So it is a running shoe that's subscription based, made out of beans and recyclable. I get this pair and I keep it for six months and then they send me another one and I return them and they get recycled and then it keeps going on and on and that's how it goes. And um, yeah, there's really like, it's pretty hands-off unless I want to cancel it at some point. I will be, I just got them. I will be very curious to see like how much mileage I can get out of them before the wear and tear. But um, so far I really like them. I don't know if they're like a forever sort of like running shoe, but I do love them as like a white sneaker as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at it right now and I've seen this on social, but it's called Cyclone, I think. Like, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, by on running. This is so sick. I am. You gotta let me know how you like them because this would be really good for like clinic or work or whatever. And yeah, well, yeah. I 100% love them for wear around shoes. It'll more so be if I want to to run in them. Yeah, because um, cool. they are they are designed to run in. But yeah, anyways, so so stoked about that right now. So I'm that so is so that. cool. Okay, <laughs> yeah. next next thing. Okay, anything on the docket, like not even running based, like life based. Anything on the docket that you're really stoked about, like a trip or like something coming up in the next couple of months that you're like really, or it could be literally nothing too, you know? Like, um. Yeah. Well, so I did just graduate from grad school, so I got back from a month in Florida. So I feel like to, to say that I have something on the. Hopefully, like starting a career would be a really fun little new start. But other than that, no, I'm just trying to get get a little, um, I don't know, get going on my life, I guess. I love that. I think that's like, that's the other side of this whole podcast that I really want to emphasize is that like, I feel like in the outdoors, especially it's an all or none approach. Like a lot of people are like, I moved out West and I'm a ski bum. And like, all I do is ski all the time. And like, I can't do that. I'm not that person. I'm like, I need a career. I need like a way to support myself that I'm really, you know, like we have all these different faceted passions. So like, I'm a huge proponent of like, you can still be really badass and do really sick stuff and have a lot of joy doing it and have a really fruitful career that's not even related to the outdoors. Um, yeah. So I love that. And that's a balance I'm trying to strike too. It's just like, how do I build my career in a completely different realm and also like have this community of people that I love too, you know? So yeah, that's so cool. Okay. Last question. Um, this is going to be weird, but like most underrated like place you've run, it can be any time in your life, like some run oh or some place that you're like, that was so cool. I, I loved New York. We had a meet in New York and that was really cool. Our hotel was like right outside of Central Park. Um, and then um, I, I ran across some of the bridges. I couldn't even tell you which ones, but that, yeah, that was probably pretty cool. 
Um, I mean, Montana was cool. I have a hard time with, I have a hard time with like the, the hilly mountainous runs at the end of the day. I'm just a little mid distance runner. So you're not little dude. I don't think I can make my legs move that fast right now. If I literally tried, like I give you guys so much credit mid distances, like that strikes the fear of God in me when I hear the words mid distance. (laughs) Yeah. But I also am like such a creature of routine. So I don't mind like a route that I've done a million times because I know like you well, also, it, but there's a lot of beauty in that too though because it like changes throughout the seasons at least here in Wisconsin we have like really four very strong seasons spring is sometimes a little sus but like summer fall <laughs> winter it's cool to see these places change and you build like a really intimate connection even if it's like your neighborhood loop or whatever you like yeah. see little things change and I think that is such a cool part of running you're moving at a pace where you can like see the flowers pop up and see the leaves change and like there's a lot of beauty in like everyday running stuff yeah, definitely still trying to get better at that though. I feel like I'm much like so much more attentive when I'm walking, you know, yeah. my surroundings when I'm walking, but when I'm running, it's like head down, got to finish this, got to do that, you know? So trying to yeah. make it not a chore, I guess, but. Liz, thank you so much for joining us on our episode of building a healthier relationship with running. We could not do it without you. I love the places this episode went. It was totally off my radar, but I think No matter wherever you're starting with running, I think there's a lot to learn at any stage, but one of the most important things is building a healthy relationship. That's what makes it a lifelong sport. So I really appreciate your insight and joining us for this episode. Have an idea for a cool episode, cool guest, want some questions answered about your next adventure, shoot us a DM at inhernaturepod on Instagram or shoot us an email at inhernaturepod at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening to another episode. If you think someone else would benefit from this episode, it would really mean a lot to me if you sent it over to them and they listened and you chatted about it and you just hyped up In Her Nature. That'd be so cool. Thanks for joining the community. Hopefully we will see you next time.